Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. I can't put over the other shows enough. If you like pro wrestling, check out my one, two, three cents, the podcast. Kevin Huntsberger has a brand new uh, wrestling-centered uh, episode every Monday morning, and it could be anything from WWE all the way down to... Uh, the local independent wrestling in his area. I strongly encourage you to check out this past week's uh, episode of Positive Cynicism with Chad Smart. Chad is joined by his good friend Kevin. Those two have known each other for about 15 years. And uh, uh, Chad talks a little bit about uh, uh, you know his battles with depression and, and uh, you know being that he's you know a friend of mine and part of this jittery uh, monkey family of podcasts. I, I you know. It's good to see that he's, you know, able to talk about it and and you know make those positive steps. So, uh, if you you probably know somebody who who has depression and, and uh, uh, maybe they don't you don't you don't see the outward signs of it, but uh, uh, you know just talk to people. You know, if, if somebody's having a bad day, just you know kind of be friendly. And, and uh, Chad's all about the, the summer of positivity. So I encourage you to follow Chad over on the Twitter at Chad Smart. Super simple stuff. Uh, we are here. We're going to talk. Uh, another week of the coordination cross examination. So, uh, as always, joined by Haas Reuter. Haas, how you how you been, buddy? We missed you last week. Damn it! Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of different not being on the uh, that be on the. Well, we have a lawyer with us. So, is it on the bench <laughs> if we're exa- doing a cross examination or what? Well, uh, someone would have to ask me questions. Just one person or the one side. And the other side would then get a chance to ex- ask me again. So that'd be the the cross examination. So, so before we, because I want to continue on that on that topic, but let's introduce uh, this week's guest from from Coronation, uh, Nate McHugh. Nate, welcome to the show. Your your debut appearance here on the Five Heart Podcast. Well, thanks for having me. So, as Haas alluded to, uh, you do work in in the. The, I guess the legal system. I, I, and we're talking about, you know, are we even using the right term for cross examination? I mean, is, is this do do we need to come up with a different name? I mean, it seems to it, it was Haas's idea. I'm gonna I'm, I'm throwing him under the bus. It was Haas's idea. Uh, do we need a different name for it, or, or does it fit for what we're trying to accomplish here? Uh, you know, when I first heard of the name, I thought, uh, I don't know if that exactly works, but I think. It, yeah, it's perfectly fine. I'm not going to be one of those guys that, you know, say, oh, no, by the way, since I'm an attorney, this is how <laughs> it should be. So, no, I think it's just fine. Um, and you, you don't want to be the guy coming, you know, making your first uh, appearance on the show and trying to change things. You know, you don't want to no, upset I, the apple cart. Yeah, I think that would would not be good. <laughs> Let, let's uh, – we, we need to kind of set everything up as we usually do. Um, we usually drink on the show, uh, and we usually record on Friday nights, and and or sometimes Saturdays. It you know it, it, things get crazy sometimes, uh, and, and 
Haas just had to go to Costco and buy them all yep. out of a, a Coors banquet last weekend. So that's why he wasn't on on the show with Husker Mike and myself. Um, but as we record this on Wednesday night, Haas is like it's sober Wednesdays, which I didn't know was a thing. So um, <laughs> Haas, yeah, yep. walk walk me through this. Is this new? Is this just a, a, a one man campaign? What 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 are what is sober no, Wednesdays? It's just kind of by happenstance, you know. I just long day out in the heat, didn't feel like drinking. Having a few beers this evening, and I got an early morning tomorrow. So, yeah, standing down. All right. So Haas is uh, keeping the Coors Banquet on ice for another time. Uh, yep. Nate, what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I am drinking a uh, Tall Boy, Bushlight Tall Boy, sixteen ounces. Okay, uh, and we were talking, uh, you and I, before we started recording, and you were saying, you know, you were drinking the Bush Light, and I said, you remember that old jingle, that old, uh, you know, TV commercial from the 80s, uh, and, and I, I, I didn't sing you a few bars, but I typed out what I thought were the words, and then I looked up the words and realized that I was wrong, and then I sent you the link to uh, YouTube. Do, do you ever remember that uh, ad? I mean, it's like a bunch of ranchers, uh, and they're, you know, singing about... Uh, you know the mountains where it's cold and it's smooth, and and uh, the, the beer's always waiting for you. Do, do you remember that commercial? Or I mean, did that you know, in your area? You know, it rang a bell, um, but not like I can't say that. I'm like, yep, I definitely remember that commercial. I, I slight sidebar here, which is appropriate because this is the cross examination, and, and you're a lawyer, so I hope I use sidebar in the right. Uh, uh, context um years ago when i was a kid there there's a a little pub it was on the corner in, in the town that we lived in city uh, we lived in and it was called the dandy and little irish pub uh but you know they had a little bit of everything they had you know like tavern pizza and we'd go there a lot on fridays for fried fish and whatnot and you know they had hockey on or the st louis cardinals i mean it was in that area uh but that's where i remember most hearing for some reason hearing that commercial was you know during the the ball games that were on on these on these nights uh, that we'd go down there uh, for dinner. Um, Dandy Inn was open for over forty years, and they they closed their doors a couple of years ago, and it made me sad because I never got the opportunity to take my son there. Um, but I digress, uh, and, and we move on. I am drinking a, a a fantastic beer from the Kona Brewing Company. It's a Longboard Island Lager, and it's delicious. I've got two of them sitting here, and hope to get through them both but we're gonna have some fun because not only are we going to do the cross-examination but uh, i've been picking a few things off of social media the last couple of weeks then we're going to um you know go down some lists at the end of the show and and give our answers uh, Haas, you still have that those lists that i sent you right you're, you're prepared uh yes i am okay i, I mean and, and i didn't say that it I, the way i i worded it in the inflection given was like <laughs> no, it, you got your it, together it, right you did you're, it's well found, so don't worry about it. Um, and and as always, uh, I ask you and, and man, you really came in the clutch for me uh, last Saturday when we were recording because the questions weren't in in our Slack chat room where you and I brainstormed all these questions. So I'm like, man, can you send me those pictures or, or send me uh, those questions because I can't quite remember all of them. And you came through in a big bad way. Uh, but you've got your questions ready. I do. All right. Uh, you want to lead off this time, Hoss? I feel like I always. Uh, in the leadoff man. Yeah, so we'll start from uh, with your questions that you typed first in the screenshot. Okay. All right. 
All right, Nate. Well, um, I'm I'm not going to be as polished as Greg, so I apologize to everyone here and listening. But are you from Nebraska, Nate? Yep, I'm born and bred, small town Nebraska, uh, small town of about you know less than 300 people, uh, right between Lincoln and Omaha. So I went to school undergrad in Lincoln. I went to law school in Omaha. And then I came back. Right on. So is, is that uh, get down to the nuts and bolts of it? Is that six man football, or, or was that even too small for football? Uh, when we played, oh, we're we're with uh, we're consolidated with another town. But okay. When I played, it was eleven man, and the uh, coach who is retiring has been there for maybe thirty years. He's retiring this last year. I mean, last year was his last year, and. They are now going to eight man for the first time in school history, I think. So, when, when you, I mean, I've I consider myself you know a small town guy, but even you know the town that I lived in, which you know was with two other towns, uh, for you know the high school and the high school had four hundred kids in it or something like that. I mean, my graduating class was eighty two, but when when you're in a town of three hundred people, do you? Even though you're smack dab between Lincoln and Omaha, do you kind of feel isolated, or or is there enough going on around that you know you you don't have, you know the, those, I don't you know I don't want to say isolationist feelings or, or alone you know loneliness, but I mean, do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I think it's a pretty good mix. I think it could be whatever you want it to be because there are definitely people here who don't really branch out, you know. Um, yeah, but then there are also other people that get really involved in the community and, uh, you know, most of the people who live here um, work in Lincoln or work in Omaha. So, I mean, it's a 25-minute drive depending on where you're going. So it's um, – it can be whatever you want it to be if you guys – you know, if, if that's a, a slogan to try to get people to move here, you know. <laughs> I uh, – so. Like I said, being being a small town person, I, I like the idea of of living in a small community, but having big, you know, things to do in, in close proximity. You know, I, it's no secret. I've, I've said it several times here on on uh, the podcast. But living out in Shadron, I loved Shadron. Uh, you know, and it was a great little community, and and they you know accepted me. I don't know why, but they accepted me. But you know, you got to go an hour and 45 minutes to Rapid City to get to a mall, you know, and I was 21 and I wasn't a big mall person. Like I wasn't a mall rat, uh, you know, uh, to use a Kevin Smith term there, but you know, just to get out of town and, and do anything worthwhile, you had to drive a good, uh, you know, fair amount of time. So like you said, being 25 minutes away from, from Lincoln or Omaha, depending on which direction, uh, you know, would have really given you plenty of options if it's going to a Husker game or going to, uh, um, you know, Rosenblatt Stadium or going to Henry Dorley Zoo. I mean, you have plenty of options in, in relative small commute. Yeah, it's uh, um, the worst part is your grocery store. You know, that'd be nice to be able to drive <laughs> five minutes to go get groceries. Sure. Um, but, I mean, once you're used to it, like my wife is from Kansas City. Um, when she first, I remember when I brought her down, to Murdoch before we we're even dating, uh, she just couldn't believe. It. She's like, "There's nothing here," and I was like, "Yeah, it probably looks like that to you." <laughs> and 
but it it would be hard for me to live out further west. I think to be, I mean, if if I was more than thirty minutes from Omaha or Lincoln, I don't know. It'd be tough. <laughs> but I guess if you grow up with it, you know, that's what you know. So, no, I agree with that. Growing up in Gretna, it's nice. You know, well, at the time when Gretna was still a smallish town, you know, when I was a kid growing up, but. It was nice having Omaha, you know, 15, 20 minutes away, and then Lincoln within a half-hour drive. And I don't know if I could live in a really small town further than, you know, a 30-minute drive from a big city. You know, it's funny that my, my wife actually said that when we were dating. She's like, I can't live in Murdoch. And now, not only are we living here, but uh, she is on the town board. Um, so, <laughs> and she's like, assimilation. Yeah, and so she's totally, you know, embracing the town, and so it's, uh, it's a, you know, she that surprised me. She she went to a town board meeting. She came back and she said, "Oh, by the way, I'm on the town board," you know, and she didn't <laughs> ask me, and uh, not that you know that's up to her; she can do it. Um, but then she volunteered for me to to walk uh, and read meters around town. So now that's what we do once a month. So oh, nice. Yep, so that's, you know. Is she, is she bringing all of her newfangled big city ideas? She wants to put it in a park. So, uh, <sighs> you, you know, and so we'll see. We'll be have no money. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, so she has to look for a grant and sure. things like that. But that's what she wants to do, which I think a lot of people would like because there's a lot of kids that live here now. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So, you are. This is the fourth cross examination that we've done, uh, and we are now two and two as far as Nebraska natives and non-Nebraska natives. Jill, of course, hailing from South Dakota, and Paul being an Iowa native, even though we forgive him. Um, and the two non-Nebraska natives were not lifelong Husker fans. Uh, Husker Mike was a lifelong Husker fan. Are you? Uh, you know, has it always been? You know, Huskers or, or nothing for you your entire life that you can recall. Oh, it's definitely been Nebraska. Okay. My uh, my grandpa bought season tickets. I, the funny thing in, in North Stadium in 1962, I believe, or 64 when they first sold them. And so um, Husker Mike's parents and my grandparents, we, we could have been sitting pretty close to each other. I was just thinking uh, that, too, because he said, you know, that his folks got tickets right around that time. So I was like, huh. Yeah, and it's kind of, and so I've been going to games all my life, and um, for a long for the longest time we were three rows from the top, but now with the expansion, now we're I don't know is it, uh, is it thirty or forty rows from the top, and uh, so yeah, who, who knows? Um, Husker Mike and I could have been sitting next to each other as I was growing up. So, you know, wouldn't that be just crazy? You know, you could have been you know, a row or two apart or a few seats apart the entire time and not even realize until you started working in coordination or, you know, in, in, you know, maybe see like, yeah. holy crap, it's Husker Mike. Or yeah, re- that, re- yeah, rephrase that. that. Holy crap, it's Husker Mike's parents' seats because he doesn't have as good a seats. <laughs> yeah, so he must have got some seats behind us, I assume with the expansion, you know, just like some of my, like my cousin did too, so. All right, Hoss, you got the next one. Uh, yeah, phone went phone went dead there for a second. Um, 
do you remember like a specific like kind of piggyback off what Greg's question was was it something that was Nebraska athletics Nebraska football you're also a basketball guy obviously uh, was it something that was always there or was was there a certain kind of watershed moment in Nebraska athletics that got you hooked into it um <laughs> I don't know if there's one but I kind of remember that uh and now, you know, some old memories, you wonder if they're accurate. But uh, I was at a junior high, I think it was junior high basketball game or a sixth grade basketball game when I was in that, when I was that age. And then all of a sudden, people started cheering. And it was the day after, I think the day or day or two after, um, we beat Tennessee in 1997. And I think maybe the coaches poll came out. If I, Is that right? That they picked us? Yeah, Michigan. Yep. Yeah, we're on the coaches so, pool. Yeah, and so the uh, everyone around us has started cheering and yelling, and you know we had you know I had an idea of what you know what what they were cheering for, but then that night we went to my first concert, and it was a Leanne Rhymes uh, Tim McGraw concert, which I did not choose to go, but my parents dragged me along. Sure. And, the vinyl violinist or whatever pulled up his shirt and there's the N on it and the place just went nuts. And I, I think that is when I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. You know, you want to be a part of this. And so it's, it's kind of, I think that's kind of where it started. Did, uh, be, because I'm, I'm an old cynic. Did it, the thought ever, you know, cross your mind that, you know, I bet he's got a shirt for every town he goes to. Like he's got, you know, if he plays in, in Columbia, he's got a Mizzou shirt or, you know, if he plays in Kansas city, it's a Royals shirt or, you know, God forbid he plays in Iowa city and it's a Hawkeye shirt. I mean, did did that because, and, and Haas probably has some recollection of this and and Nate, I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but it's like, you know, every time, you know, WWE is in that certain city, you know, there's always that one guy who's wearing the hat or the Jersey of, of the local team, you know, just it—it's the cheap pop effect. I mean, the, now he might have—he might have been a legit Husker fan, the the, the violinist or, or, or fiddler. Um, he could have been. I'm not saying he wasn't, but you know, riding that momentum, you know, you're going to get a cheer if you're in Lincoln and, and you you know unbutton your shirt and you've got the big block in on there. You know, I probably never really thought about it until now, and so now my. You know, Crap! I just ruined your first. Yeah, I ruined my moment. Um, I'll have Shit, to pick sorry. a new one. Uh, <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I saw a uh, concert. I think it was a concert. Uh, it was just a couple years ago, and they all went to the Nebraska game before, and then they all came back in the concert. They're wearing Nebraska shirts, you know. And but when you got a rock concert, uh, uh, the uh, I think there are less Nebraska football fans at a rock concert than there are at a country music concert. You know, I agree with that. I could yeah. see that. So yeah, that, I I absolutely could see that happening because um, they that, that'd be an automatic cheer for sure. I and this is only related in the sense that you got uh, an out of towner coming in, but I believe this weekend is the PGA Championship in uh, in St. Louis at Belle Reve Country Club, which. 
uh, I've, my day job has actually taken me to, but you had like last year's PGA champ there doing some press and, you know, getting a practice around and whatnot. And he's meeting, you know, like a, uh, Dexter Fowler or something like that, one of the Cardinals, and then one of the St. Louis Blues who gives him a Blues jersey. So then he pops, you know, pops the jersey on and, and gets a nice photo op and everything else. So just things like that, uh, you know, just trigger my mind. Some some of these guys probably have a closet full of all of these shirts and jerseys they've been given over the time or, you know, over the, over the you know, a, a country actor or, or musician who's on tour, you know, picking up some, you know, local – merch from you know all, all these towns they visit you know and and back in that day you know i don't know leanne rhymes was probably just starting out so if it was you know someone in, in her band uh you know they might not have ever known okay well she's big now but is she ever going to have another hit single or anything like that are we ever going to be here again let's soak up the, the time while we're here you know things like that so you know i, I could definitely see you know an act on tour you know taking it in and and you know you see a lot of them now in the social media age, you know, they'll go to Twitter and say, hey, we're coming to Lincoln. Where's a good place to eat? You know, things like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I just think of those things, too. Yeah, it's that and uh, I, maybe even just the stage manager will have shirts lying around, you know. Or they have the time before the concert and they're just walking around and like, hey, I should go get a Nebraska shirt. I almost think that's probably more likely than the fact that the Nebraska native happens to be coming in on a concert, you know, <laughs> the, the day after Nebraska or two days after Nebraska beats Tennessee, you know. And, and realistically speaking, based on, you know, being it, you know, that Nebraska beat Tennessee and it's a country music act, there's a more higher likelihood that they're from Nashville or something like that who are like, damn it, now we got to go to freaking Lincoln and they just beat my favorite team for the national championship. Oh, but we don't want to get booed. Let's put on uh, the red shirt underneath. <laughs> you know, again, my mind works in, in crazy, stupid ways. So I, <laughs> we, we got – Hoss, did, did, did I go too far on the on the tangent there? No, we're, we're right on track. <laughs> You're like, no, I do deal with this crap every week. <laughs> no, it's content. Par for the course. Um, so do you have an all time favorite Husker regardless of sport? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for me cause you know, uh, listening to the other podcasts and I, I don't know if I, like, I don't know if there's a player that I like feel, you know, emotionally attached to type of thing or, you know, and that's kind of what I was thinking about. Um, and then, you know, they start, I think it was, uh, Jill, I think might've said, um, Taylor Martinez. And then I think Husker Mike might've said Taylor Martinez. And I couldn't believe that. And I was like, he, he was so de- divisive. I thought, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, but I thought about it and, and you know, Sue is probably, you know, one a, because he was so dominant. You know, and he was, uh, I, that was my, that's, that's my favorite season, 2009. I mean, because it just comes, it's like a movie. It just comes with the highs and the really low lows. And, you know, Iowa State and oh. the, end, the end of the Texas game, you know, how bad the 
offense was, and then you had a dominant defense, and they were so dominant. And uh, so, and I think it was yeah, Husker Mike that I was talking about. He was in the end zone for the uh, Colorado game where Sue, or was it, that was Paul maybe, you know, Sue pretty much stomped on Cody Hawkins, you know. That, that kind of, I'm like, yeah, he's my guy, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. then, but then I guess one B would be Eric Crouch, you know. Um, the craziest moment in Memorial Stadium I've ever been to is when he caught that pass against Oklahoma. And the guy behind me just started shaking me like a, a doll, you know, and the place was just going nuts. And then he has that run against Missouri. Uh, but the best, my, and my favorite, is when he runs over that Iowa defensive back. Ah, yes. I mean, that's like Nebraska football right there. And so I think that those are probably probably my two favorite. Um, basketball, I like Cookie Belcher because he could, you know, a lot of highlights. Um now, I love Nebraska baseball too, but I couldn't really think of a certain player. So, you know, I, we've we've talked a lot about Indomik and Sue uh, over the course of this cross examination, and, and either one of you can answer this question for me. Two thousand nine was that Sue's junior year or senior year? Senior year. That was yep, senior, senior okay. year. Because as as you know, we were talking and kind of reliving that 09 defense. I'm like, man, it, it, I, and again, it, time has not been, you know, an ally to my memory, so I forget a lot of things. The uh, the beers probably don't help. Um, but I was like, I couldn't remember if, you know, he was a junior and he just had such a great season that he's like, I got to declare and got to, you know, get paid, or if he was a senior. So um, if you think about the 2010 offense and what that defense could have been, had Sue had another year of eligibility, that that changes the entire landscape, I think. I think so, too. And uh, I remember thinking that same thing during the 2010 season. It just kind of <laughs> – because it's funny that the 2010 defense was not bad by any stretch. It was a top-10 defense, but it felt like it took a huge drop-off, comparatively speaking, to the 2009 defense. So if you pair, you know, Sue being still in the middle of the D-line and a little bit more offensive firepower with Taylor Martinez and Roy Halu and Rex Burkhead, I mean, you're looking at potential, you know, BCS bowl at the very least. And and think about that, too. Uh, in 09, Jared Crick had such a standout year because there was so much focus on Sue. And when Sue was gone, uh, you know, Crick was there and – because they started focusing on him, that allowed Baker Steinkuller to do some things. But no disrespect to Steinkuller, I'm sure he would probably agree. Uh, he was not an Indomitian Sioux. Uh, you know, so there were they were not quite as strong up front. But I, you know, that 2010 linebacking core wasn't wasn't bad at all. No, not at all. I, Levante David. Need yeah. to say more. Uh, and, and we'll talk more about him um, as we go on. Uh, but 2009-2010 was the uh, Polini era. And, and Haas, the, your next question uh, for Nate in, involves Polini and the other uh, head coaches we've had in the last 18 years. All right, so out of the failed head coaches at Nebraska, Solich, Callahan, Polini, and Riley, which out of those four do you wish would have succeeded? 
Well, my viewpoint's a little different um, than a couple of the past guests. I uh, I would probably go with Riley, and it's not because I th- I thought he, I think he's a great coach, but I just got suckered into the whole. He's such a nice guy, you know, great person type of thing. I mean, he was at Nebraska basketball games with Bill Moose after he was fired. You know, he's hanging, he's uh, eating in the cafeteria after he was fired. And I'm like, oh, I just wish it would have worked out that he could have been really successful. And he obviously wasn't up to the, up, you know, he was not that good enough for the job. And when he was hired, I was probably one of the few people among my friends that knew who he was because I knew he was at Oregon State. And I thought, you know, he does pretty well, you know, with not much to work with. And, man, just if he gets to Nebraska, he's going to have so much more, you know, to put on the field money-wise, facilities-wise. He's going to be able to get better players in that has to work. And, you know, and so many coaches around the country would say how great of a coach he is. And then, um, you know, and it doesn't happen. And then I start to wonder – you know, if you have a coach that all these other coaches are complimenting, you must wonder if they just want that guy to stay employed so their job's easier. So, exactly. Um, but if you're not go with Riley just because he's a nice guy, then I go with Pliny because I, I, you know, I, I think he was really good for Nebraska until, except for the, you know, his emotional instability, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like as far as the the mindset, but I don't think I don't think he liked recruiting enough, mm-hmm. and um, maybe if he could have just kept Bill Callahan's players his entire career, he probably would have been pretty good. And, I agree with that. Yeah, and so, um, so you know, just to be different, I'd probably say Mike Riley, just because you know, seems like a really good dude, and but you know, but he just wasn't up to it. He wasn't up yep. to the job. All right, Nate. So. A little bit ago, we talked about that event or moment that that galvanized you and, and really cemented you as a Husker fan. Uh, do you have a different Husker sports moment or memory that that stands out as your favorite? Be it uh, you know football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, whatever it would be. Just uh, uh, take all of your time uh, in you know Husker sports uh, memories and, and as a fan and be like. This is the standout moment that I love the most as a Husker fan. That's pretty tough. Um, you know, the every volleyball championship they've had, I've been either on the road, you know, I've tried to listen to the radio, and it's really hard for me to, to, to really get emotionally involved when I, I'm listening on the radio with a sport that I don't know enough about. And I don't don't know many of the players. You know, I'd like to go to a game someday. Um, I mean, I have two daughters, so I assume they might want to play volleyball, and so they might want to go to the games. But if I had to think, there's only one that stands out, and it's not that interesting. But uh, Nebraska beat Kansas in basketball at the Devaney Center, and I couldn't tell you the year. Um, I want to say it was the year that Nick Baugh, you know, he's in Omaha now, played at Creighton, but I think it was when he was at Kansas and Nebraska blew him out enough that Nick Baugh got to play. And then he comes in, I think it's like two threes. And but the place was just, you know, 
is just going nuts. And, you know, anytime Nebraska beats Kansas, it's a pretty big deal. But I was actually there. And so that was a lot of fun. So that's, you know, it's not that great of a moment. But, I mean, I'm so focused on football during the football season. And during basketball, I have my own basketball stuff. So it kind of makes it tough. But so that's what I would probably say. We almost was, that the, was that the Nebraska-Kansas game when Bill Callahan was introduced to the crowd at halftime? So I want to. So that had been like 2004, right? Or uh, yeah, it really could have been because Nick Baugh. Yeah, I bet it was Nick Baugh uh, is a year older than me, and because uh, he beat my team really bad in a, in the Valentino's tournament. And uh, so that's how I remember that because he was the all star and he was really good. But yeah, I bet it was because, yeah, I bet it was. So yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, I remember watching that game on TV, and that's that's the game that got me into Husker basketball, ironically enough. Before that, I just kind of didn't really have an opinion on basketball at 13, 14 years old. Yeah, I, I think Nebraska basketball is a sleeping giant. I think so. I, uh, Patrick would probably be able to do a better job of, you know, maybe his opinion would be different, but the amount of fans that come to the games, even when we're not very good, and it's a really good atmosphere, and I I keep thinking if Iowa State can get players in, into that program, then why can't Nebraska? I mean, I, I assume we have better facilities, but, you know, they're able to do it. They've been able to do it for you know, past, you know, 15, 20 years, not consistently, but um, I, that's my program that I think, man, if they could do it, why can't we? And to piggyback on that, um, you know, at the beginning you talked about volleyball. Uh, we need to get you talking with Ty uh, and, you know, have him take you to some uh, volleyball matches in the fall because, I mean, you want to you wanna sit under the, the tree of knowledge uh, that, that's the guy to go to a, uh, a Husker volleyball match with is, is Ty. So um, let's let's work to make that happen uh, in the fall and and see if you know he can he can take you and then you know another time you can take the girls and and, uh, and you know just pass it along, man. Because it's the I haven't been to a, a Husker volleyball match, but I you know you watch it on TV and you see. You know the videos that they do. Uh, you know the stuff, and, and Ty broke it down. I can't remember the name that he used, but um, you know you you download the app, and it's like that in in arena atmosphere type thing you put on your phone, and it you know hold your phone up, and it they kind of control your phone for that. I mean, it's just a, a really um, interactive atmosphere and, and a lot of fun. So I think I think if you have the opportunity to go with Ty and and, and uh, you know kind of see it through his lens a little bit. And then you take your your Husker love and, and you share that with your girls. I think I think you could really uh, uh, get the ball rolling. Well, I think uh, I could be wrong, but I think Ty is either was or is a volleyball coach. Oh, he is. Or... Yeah, he he's a high school one. Uh, uh, I, I think shout out to Dorchester if if that's if, if that's right. Ty. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, um, you know, volleyball's kind of like how baseball was for me. Once I get to know more about it then you just you know it's so much more interesting but the uh athletes for division one volleyball it's it's crazy i remember and when i was in high school we, i left football practice and went around the gym 
and one of our the volleyball our high school volleyball game was going on, and uh, Dana Buspoon, um, who was from Freeman, she was on the other side, and we somehow got one set from them. I just stood there, and then she got to serve, and she won the whole set by herself by serving, because she would do that jump serve, and it would just like, cur- you know, curve right over the net and just like dive. It was one of the most impressive things. I, I mean, I couldn't leave because I thought I just got to watch this and there's nothing that we could do, you know? And so yeah, those are the perfect example of like how much better athletes they are than, you know, I guess you'd say lower rung high school. So, and, and I know I've told this story before, but my first year out in, uh, Shadron was, uh, the, the Shadron lady Cardinals made it to the state volleyball, uh, tournament so this would have been fall of 2003 and their first and only match was against uh, uh I, I guess it was fremont uh but anyway uh on the other side of, of the net was jordan larson obviously you know national champion with uh nebraska olympic uh medalist with U- team usa uh, you know all american everything else um so yeah, uh, just there are hot spots. Uh, oh, Logan View High School is the actual uh, uh, high school in Hooper, Nebraska. Um, but yeah, there are hot spots for you know, like you, you're just never you never know when that next great Husker volleyball player where they're going to pop up in. Uh, but there's usually you know one or two around the state that are that are ready to go and and, and join John Cook and what he's doing there. So. Um, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I've always wondered. I mean, Nebraska can really, the state of Nebraska, seems to be able to pump out Division One female athletes at a pretty high rate compared to um, Division One boy, you know, men athletes, boys, or whatever, college athletes. Um, maybe it's just because of what I've seen, but like you know, from my hometown, we had. Um, a girl, a friend of mine, she went and played Division One in Nebraska in basketball when they were really good, you know. And then you got yeah Jordan Larson and Dana Buspoon, and it just seems like we've been kind of in a drought for men. Um, but maybe that's because we decide not to give them scholarship offers and they go and play in Iowa and Stanford and. Or all instead that. of yeah, instead of you know letting them play tight end, we want to offer them a defensive end, and so they go and burn us at freaking Iowa, freaking. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, that's still a sore subject for Haas. Yeah. Um, Haas, you want to wrap up the the cross examination? Yeah. What uh, what other question do we have? My phone's totally dead now. And I'm not near a charger. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, I'm I, dropping the ball here. I'm no, sorry. No. No. You're good. You're good. I will. Uh, I will throw you the question to which you can relay it to Nate because that makes sense no okay. <laughs> the question is how did how uh how did he become uh, a contributor for coordination um well about a year ago I um I think it was just on I saw on Twitter uh I assume you know John wrote something asking for contributors and I said I'm gonna wait a day because you know i about sent him an email right now you know right away and i said i don't know i'm gonna wait a day and 
you know, and so a day later, I'm like, yeah, I still want to do it. Like, I, you know, I know it's going to take more, up more time. And it's like, I really like, I enjoy writing and, and the fact that people actually read what we write, even though if you read the comments, they don't, they, they seem to think I'm an Iowa fan, but, uh, um, so yeah, I, I the comment sections always get you. <laughs> I, 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 John said you either just need to get tough skin or you just don't read them. So I just don't read them. Because then I start responding to them, and then it's just kind of a rabbit hole. And, um, anyways, it's like getting I, into a land war in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm sure it's pretty similar. You know? <laughs> like, I, like, I, I don't know why that tickled me thing. so much. That tickled me. Oh. I, well, like I've gotten you – know, never mind. I forget about that. But uh, So, I, you know, John emailed me back, and – I told him about myself, and he asked for a. You know, this is over the course of probably several months, because I just figured, oh, he must not be interested. And then he sends me an email, and then uh, back, and he asked for a writing sample, and I gave him a short story I wrote um, for a writing competition, and then I didn't hear from him for you know a month and a half, and I thought, oh, it must not <laughs> been good enough, or whatever, and that's fine. And then he like emails me out of the blue, so oh, yep, so we're ready to go. And so I said okay, and uh, so that's kind of how it worked out. And um, you know, I'm glad I did it. I'm waiting. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, the the episode of the cross examination where we ask that question: How did you start writing for Coronation? And someone responds that they were reading in the personal columns. Uh, seeking, you know, someone seeking uh, or asking if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Um, it's going to happen. It's got to Lord willing. <laughs> John such a... I, I met him at the spring game, and he isn't far off from how he is on uh, <laughs> on the site. It's pretty... And he's a funny guy, so... Um, yeah, so I... And, so my my first assignment was to I don't know why I took it, but it was the five reasons will win, you know, every week, and so I got to do that this past year, and I got hate mail from uh, Oregon fans, I got you know Wisconsin f- fans, and <laughs> I and, and I keep on responding, guys. I write this every week. Uh, I mean. I wrote it for the Ohio State game when everyone knew we were going to get killed. And, you know, it's just, and so that's why I started writing. And he pretty much let me write whatever I wanted. And so every now and then, I, if I get a, a thought or an opinion on you know something that happens, like the last one I wrote was when Bill Moose said that, uh, how was it that uh, Ohio State's what getting scared or something like that. And then I wrote, yeah. And I wrote an article saying, I, I don't think you should have said that. And man, I got killed. <laughs> so, but it's fun. I, yeah, it's, it's quite the learning or not learning curve, but when you start writing for coordination, I was guilty of it as well. Reading the comments sections and getting dragged into arguments and with the commenters. And one time I even got into an argument on the Wisconsin SB nation site with Wisconsin fans before the game in 2016. So I predicted that 
not only would we beat Wisconsin, but we'd win by two scores. And after that, it was I, I realized it was better just to stand down and not get it, <laughs> dive into the comments, as tempting as it might be. Yeah, I, I, I uh, my wife will read them every now and then. Um, but, yeah, I, I try not to, but it's kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... That's what'll make the blood pressure spike, like reading some of those comments. And yeah, and if I it, sorry, if, if I'm at work, I and if I look, then all of a sudden I don't do anything for like ten minutes because I'm responding to a comment, and you know I'm like, oh wait, that's right, I'm supposed to be doing something for a living, and uh, <laughs> and so then you know I gotta just shut it off and wait till I get home. Now, if you're doing the the five to win, uh, imagine. You know, the guy who does the five to lose and he's getting shit on left and right from the Husker fans who don't understand that this is something that we do for content every week. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, that was one of the Canali boys. And, and now that uh, the, the Cobcast is is on you know other, other shores, we might be needing a new five to lose guy. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, Nate, is get ready to pull double duty. You know, the funny thing is, I actually would probably do it. I think it'd be fun. Um, you know, I... Be like, worst be, case scenario guy. Yeah, I'd be like, hey guys, look, I'm writing both. Five to win, five to lose, you know. So, you know, kind of get the idea. But, they, but that's, you know, people don't notice that, probably. Yeah. You know, they, they don't look to see who's actually writing it. You know, so... I, I would probably open to it, but that... I, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> So what we're going to do now is uh, if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you know, undoubtedly in the last week and a half or, or two weeks, you've seen various lists going around. And, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, hey, who's your favorite athlete from this sport at, at this level? Uh, you know, things like that, be it NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, Major League Baseball, things like that. Uh, so we're going to do we're, we're going to go kind of around the horn and do those lists, and then we're going to do uh, our follow-up list, our second list, which is uh, favorite movies, uh, you know, all, all about one, one sport, uh, various sports. So are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Yep. Okay. We're going to start with the uh, players, and, and I've actually got two lists because I've got, you know, my personal favorites, and then I've got one that's, that they all have Nebraska ties. Either they're from the state of Nebraska or they played, you know, for Nebraska, something like that. So, uh, I will. What I'll do is I'll start with um, my my personal favorites, and then I'll move on to the, uh, you know, you guys, and then we'll come back to the all Nebraska ties. So for the NBA, I mean, I'm from Illinois, um, and I'm a I'm a product of the '90s. So my favorite NBA player is Michael Jordan. Nate. Um. Well, I kind of have a qualifier. Um, right now, I mean, I've been a LeBron James apologist for 15 years because um, I am surrounded by Michael Jordan fans, and so it's been a battle for 15 years. Um, but other than that, I grew up a huge Jerry Stackhouse fan. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, not many. Yeah, yeah, not many people probably even know who that is. But all right, Hoss, got a favorite NBA player? The big fundamental. Tim Duncan. There you go. 
um, which I, I believe uh, he went. The, the nice thing about Tim Duncan is he played so long that he went straight from the NBA the NBA to the senior league. Uh, so I mean, he's out there. He's out there dominating the rest of the seventy year olds. So I'm still sad that he retired. That was uh, a was, was troubling. I uh, so for the all Nebraska ties, um, I picked Eric Piakowski. I mean, he was a Husker, played in the pros. Um, that 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 was my that was my Nebraska tie uh, there for the NBA. For the NFL, I make no uh, bones about it. My favorite all time, probably will never be any different, is Jerome Bettis. There was just something about his style of running. I mean, he, for lack of a better term, and I, I he he's a big guy i'm a big guy but he was big built and i'm just fat but but he gave bigger guys a shot you know like and i'll never forget the the game in the snow where he just uh, uh barreled over uh brian urlacher and and, and and oh yeah i remember that game and i think that might have been in bettis like one of his final years because um i don't know if they you know what all other uh game you know sports they do this at but but uh, Bettis and Erlacher, uh, you know, and, and a lot of NFL guys, they, you know, do a thing where they, you know, sign and exchange cleats. So I think those guys exchanged their game cleats from that day, uh, you know. So and, and I remember reading in Bettis's book how he, he, you know, like those Erlacher cleats are, you know, prized, prized memorabilia to him. So uh, I'm going with the bus. Not a bad pick, Nate. Um. Growing up, I was a huge Emmett Smith fan. Um, I am a Bears fan. I always have been. But I really liked Emmett Smith. And uh, I remember reading in some article or some magazine that his balance, he got his balance by walking on curbs when he was growing up, you know. And so then when we'd walk around, you know, know, the town I grew up in, we, we would always be walking on the curbs, you know, because that's what Evan Smith did. So, the the guy I kind of started this is, this is kind of embarrassing, and I don't like him anymore. But I was a fan of Jay Cutler um, for his first probably ten years of his career, and just because I saw him in the draft and I said, okay, he's going to be my guy, and that burned down like a a barn. So that was not a good pick on my part, but. So I'm just going to go with Emmett Smith. Right on. Putting together Nebraska football, my uh, love of offensive line play into one for the NFL, and my favorite team in the NFL, the Chiefs, Will Shields. There you go. That's a, yep. that, that's a great pick. Um, and, and, you know, he. I look at Will and then I look at Siobhan and, uh, you know, two different – types of player you know athletes two different sports obviously but i i think they both had some very similar characteristics in in leadership um and and he i don't know if humanity is the right word but i mean will shields he was always in the conversation as far as you know like uh in in the walter payton uh humanitarian award or whatever the, the Peyton award is. I yeah. Guess. The man of the year man award. The, yeah. I mean, he was always in, he was always in that, uh, uh, you know, conversation just to, for, for all, all of the off the field characteristics and everything that he, he brought. And I always thought Siobhan was, was, you know, held himself in a very similar manner. Yeah. I thought so too. And he 
tough competitor, just like his dad. And it would have been nice to see what he could have done with a little bit of offensive help his last year at Nebraska. So uh, my my next one, or, or I guess I, I need to uh, go back and say, uh, for NFL, for Nebraska ties, uh, I went with Danny Woodhead. I mean, you know, home, home state kid who I got to watch play for a couple of years in Shadron and uh, followed his career, uh, you know, until his retirement this offseason. Um, super great guy. Uh, I, I got the opportunity to, to shake his hand and, and talk to him a few times uh, after uh, Shatner State College Eagles games. And, uh, uh, you know, he when he was on the Chargers, I didn't mind. When he was uh, on the Jets, I didn't mind. But he, he played too long for teams that I didn't care for, uh, namely the Patriots, uh, who he had success with, and, uh, and Baltimore there towards the end. Uh, so it was always a guy that, even though he was on teams that I just – downright loathed uh you know i always always wanted him to uh, be successful and so so that that's why i went with danny woodhead on the i mean you, you could have picked any i just went with i just went with uh woodhead by the way i don't think you know most of the state of nebraska realizes this but when they were up at elliott field uh playing in shattering the student section they all had black t-shirts with white lettering and it says "Got Wood." That was that was the the T-shirt going. That was the most popular T-shirt, you know, for the student section in the time that Woodhead was was uh, in in Shatterings. Yeah, it's lowbrow, it's sophomoric, but by golly, it was over. It was over like Rover, and uh, and the things he did. I mean, he helped in a way put CSC on the map. So that that's why for for that all Nebraska ties pick, I went with uh, Woodhead. Which okay. is interesting because as we go on to college football, um, and and actually the, uh, the the pick that I have is the same for uh, you know my personal favorites as well as the all Nebraska ties, and it's a name that we mentioned earlier in the show, and that's Levante David. There's just something about watching him fly around uh, and, and and the way he captained that defense, the the way he. Uh, played for even you know for his uh, short time in Lincoln, just s- super impressive. And I had this thought earlier. I don't know when his playing days are going to be done, but what a what a get he could get he could be if you know after he retired from playing, if he came back to Lincoln uh, as an assistant coach in some capacity, because he has a track record of success and and oh you know a, a head full of knowledge that he could share with you know, up and coming linebackers that I I'd love to see. So I went with Levante David for both picks there. That's a great pick. Um, do you want me to give me mine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I couldn't really think of any good ones. This is kind of a, cause I, I didn't want to pick a Nebraska player. And so I thought a little bit differently. I thought, okay, who, did I have to watch when I could? And um, I went, I came, you know, I decided with Reggie Bush and I hated USC when they were that good. I wanted him to lose every game, but every time he touched the ball, I mean, it was unreal. I can't believe, I thought this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer in the NFL. And, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But I just, I just couldn't keep my eyes off of Reggie Bush. 
the um there's a picture like a still i don't know who took the picture i'm sure it was on getty or you know associate press or something like that of him hurdling a diving defender and you would think that he was running the 110 meter hurdles i mean it was that perfect form and that might have been like a goal line you know last ditch diving effort uh, of a tackle um and he just hurdled it like he's not wearing pads i mean the guy had insane amount of athletic ability um but after his usc days i think he was just embroiled in controversy and and then he couldn't stay healthy in the pros so i mean wish him well but yeah i mean he he was just a tremendous athlete yeah that game that reggie bush had against fresno state in 2005 when he had like 360 all-purpose yards was just downright dominant and uh much the same way as Nate, I despised USC, but Reggie Bush was special mm-hmm. a lot. But uh, I'll get to mine. I I broke it up into two because I have obviously an all-time favorite Nebraska player, and then I also have an all-time favorite for the rest of college football. And the all-time favorite for Nebraska, Indomitian Sue, for the reasons we laid out earlier. Um, just a force of, you know, He's a transcendent player. He, I've never seen a defensive player force a offense to completely change their entire game plan. Uh, he affected the kicking game. And not only was he a run stopper as a DT, he was also an elite pass rusher. And that's a once-in-a-generation, if not once-in-a-lifetime player. So being able to witness him at Nebraska was a sight to see. Rest of college football is uh, more content, you know, it's contemporary compared to, you know, being for being an all-time favorite. Sammy Watkins when he's at Clemson. Okay. Big body receiver. What was that? Big body receiver. Surprise. Yep. Um, and you know, I think another good college football pick would have been Todd Helton you know a lot of people sleep on the fact that he was the uh the understudy the backup to uh Peyton Manning um didn't get his number called you know for obvious reasons but went on to have a, a hall of fame career playing baseball uh and and again you know just an all-around good dude um but yeah the, all uh, great answers all around and and there's something about Sue you know I mean his his name translates at, at least to my knowledge, what what I all have always been told was uh, House of Spears. So, I mean, you you better deliver when your name means House of Spears, and mm-hmm. Dominican absolutely did. So, uh, let's move on to college basketball, and I'm actually going to go with a couple of Illinois picks here. Uh, they were teammates on the um, all but one season. I want to say it was 2000. Four, I'm I'm bad at years. Uh, anyway, a team went undefeated all the way through regular season, all the way through the tournament until losing uh, in in the championship to North Carolina, which is another reason why I hate North Carolina. Uh, they're Illinois players, uh, Fighting Illini, D Brown or Darren Williams. Uh, Brown was undersized point guard uh, who you know was famous for wearing. Uh, a headband and a uh, matching mouthpiece color wise Darren Williams he was 
he was the one of that class who went on to have the most success in the pros, um, I believe, with the Utah Jazz for a while and then uh, the uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets. Um, but anyway, he also had the like the, the tying three in the uh, national, you know, March Madness semifinal game against Arizona uh, that helped, you know, lead that, that comeback. So uh, D. Brown and Darren Williams would be my, my picks for college basketball. Uh, Nate? I think Luther Head was on that team, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Was it? Yep. Uh, well, um, since I'm not doing Nebraska, um, I'd be – my second team would probably be North Carolina, um, which is perfect going after you. And uh, Don't you say his name. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hans. Oh, damn it. You had to say his name. Yeah, uh, you know, he's just – go ahead. Poplar Bluff, Missouri, son of a bitch. He, he just Whoa. didn't look good at all, but he just got the job done. I he, mean, he just I you know what? Here's here's my takeaway on on uh, him, a crybaby. He just <laughs> he had that face. You know, he, he couldn't take any contact. He looked at the. Looked at the ref, put his little lower lip at you, <laughs> and then the ref <laughs> blow the whistle. That, ah, I do not like him. Carry on. You know, he kind of reminds me. He'd be like, not reminds me, but he'd be like one of those players, like Draymond Green is right now. If he's on your team, boy, do you love him. But man, if he is not on your team, you know, you just hope that he gets another technical and gets kicked out of the game, or gets, you know, you never want him to get hurt, but. You know, because Tyler Hansbro, you know, he's swing, swinging elbows and, yeah. you know, uh, no, I totally get it why people wouldn't like him. But when he's on your team, you know, it's pretty nice. I, You know what? I'll absolutely give you that. There are plenty of players that, that uh, you know, on, on several teams that I've come across that are like, I hate him. Well, what if he was on your team? Well, then I'd love him, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I I understand that, that sentiment completely. Um I just oh god I don't like him. Uh, Hoss, you, you, you got a college basketball player you can you can help divert our attention before I throw something. Well, you're gonna want to throw something oh, else, shit. so I'm just gonna say it and duck out here. Anthony Tolliver, Creighton. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm the coordination resident Jasker. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So, okay. It's been real, guys. Uh, have a good night. <laughs> and that's the show, everybody. <laughs> no, we're not going to go out on that. Yeah. Um, hey, I mean, I love Nebraska basketball as well. I When Nebraska and Creighton play each other, I don't even watch the game. I care less who wins that one because I'm either going to be be happy about who, who won I'm going to be pissed off about who lost. So I just don't even watch it. That's you know what? I, I went to... Um, law school at Creighton, and I could have gone to any game for free for three years, and I never went. <laughs> That's a conviction. Just out of spite. <laughs> I, I respect that. <laughs> I know uh, that the and and the uh, uh, the all Nebraska, uh, you know, from that list is going to be uh, Teran Petaway. Um, I mean, the, the dude was. You know, he was a scoring machine uh, un- until, unfortunately, he wasn't. Um, but, he, you know, the, 
I think the record or history will show that lacked, uh, you know, some serious uh, help, you know, around him. Um, you know, Walter Pitchford, we had high expectations for him, and I don't think he ever really uh, met those. Um, you know, there are a few other guys, but Petaway was, you know, he was something special, and, and on a better team, you know, we we might have, you know, with, with some more pieces around him, you know, I think could have could have done some some better things so you know if, uh isaiah roby right now um who plays for nebraska he might become my new favorite nebraska basketball player because i he he could be so good and he i think he would have the best nba career you know, if he got a little more skilled but you know last year when he wasn't starting i couldn't believe it. i was like what is he looks like one of the best players on the floor and you know, they, he's, then once he's uh, miles started him, then they started winning, you know, it's, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be really good. And, and Nate, I'm glad you're here because, uh, you know, for a couple, you know, a week and a half or so, we, we wanted to talk a, a little bit of Nebraska ball, but we haven't really mentioned it. I mean, everybody knows this is no secret. Now we're not, you know, breaking any news, but, uh, James Palmer jr. And, uh, Copeland are both coming back. What does that mean, in your opinion, for uh, the 2018-2019 Husker Nebraska men's basketball team? I would be very scared of the upcoming season because <laughs> last time we had expectations like this, uh, after Petaway and um, you know when they went to the NCAA tournament, they just burned. You know, like the next year, I'm I kind of my fandom is kind of has a negative slant to it i try to think okay expect the worst you know but hope for the best but they can play together and not i mean when you have two you know when you have guys looking at their pro you know prospects and they're all coming back you really gotta you know you you sure hope that they're coming back to win sure not 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 to uh pump up the resume a little bit yeah, and if they win, their resume – I mean, I was listening to the radio today, and um, if they win, they're going to get more eyes on them. And NBA scouts are going to watch them, or European scouts will, and they're going to get paid, I think. So, um, Tim Miles, I think this is going to be his hardest job as a coach. This is coming here, and he needs it because, you know, he has – he needs a contract extension if he's going to be able to recruit. Oh yeah, I, I, it's going to be really a really interesting year, uh, you know, to say the least. I'm I'm excited for, it, but but like you said, uh, with tempered expectations. Um, let's move on to Major League Baseball, and my all-time favorite baseball player is the St. Louis Cardinal. I mean, I'm from this area, and it's from my formative years, and it's Ozzie Smith. Uh, you know, there's just something magical about the wizard. Not, not to sound redundant, there. Uh, the dude did great things. You know, 13-time All-Star, something like that. Uh, you know, nine, ten-time Gold Glove Award winner. And that was at a time where you know you had Barry Larkin from the Reds, who was also you know an All-Star and, and Hall of Famer, and and Smithson in the Hall of Fame. And and uh, you, you didn't a little bit of sideshow attraction. You didn't have anybody else running out there and doing a backflip. Uh, to you know, to start the the season, and that's what Ozzie Smith did. He, the Wizard of Oz. He, he's my he's my number one favorite all time uh, Major League Baseball player. 
What about you, Nate? Well, um, I uh, it's probably gonna be Anthony Rizzo for the Cubs. I've oh, I've been a Cubs fan for a long time. I know we're just on opposite sides, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> oh, was that was that audible? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo, uh, just because I think he is the the most important player on that team. Um, I've been a Cubs fan. I've been going to Cubs games since they were winning 50 games a year, you know, for about, you know, a couple years. So I'm not a, a guy that's come in the past couple of years. But, you know, I just, it, you know, he the, the uh, he's just a glue guy. He's a locker room guy. He's, you know, he goes, he, he seems like a good guy. And he's just really, he's also a really good ball player. I, but I'll, I'll always remember when Ben Zobris hit the, uh, Pretty much the game, the uh, sorry, the, yeah, the winning hit, the winning hit, um, and wrote and Rizzo gets the third base, and they had yet to win the game, you know, game seven, and he has his hands on his helmet, like he cannot believe what's going on, and like he he said, like they just won the World Series, and I thought hey, you haven't you haven't won it yet, but man, he was so excited, and, you know, he kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve, you know, and so that's probably my favorite. God, I'm uh, I'm a little over my out over my skis here trying to talk about a sport I don't follow at all. But uh, always enjoyed the way Pedro Martinez pitched. Just uh, intense competitor, so I'll go with Pedro Martinez on that one. Nothing wrong. I'm not I'm not a Red Sox fan. Uh, again, being a, a Cardinal, I was amazed at the Mets that I liked him. I okay. I hate. I just have a weird hatred for the Red Sox, even though I don't follow baseball. Oh, that's fine. I was gonna say, be, being that you know, <laughs> the last couple of World Series losses that the Cardinals have had have come at the hands of the of the Red Sox. We're not we're not we're not big fans of theirs. Um, yeah, and, and Martinez, he's he's another Hall of Famer, and he's doing, uh, or at least last I heard, of it, I, I haven't listened to a lot of you know TV baseball, but he's been doing some good commentary. Uh, you know, or, or ant analysis, you know, on there as well. Nice. Um, so good, good pick there. Uh, I don't, I don't know how far you'll be swimming out of your depth in in hockey, Hoss. But uh, oh, by the way, uh, Major League Baseball don't even have one. Okay, Major League Baseball with the Nebraska tie is going to be Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, we'll just get that out of the way. Um, NHL, I, I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, St. Louis uh, area Blues fan. I'm going with Brett Hole. Uh, Plain and simple, there's. They call them in this area on sports radio. They call them the sons of Brett, and they're you know kids who, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, were picking up a stick, getting on some skates, somehow be a roller rollerblades or ice skates, something like that. Were were finding the game of hockey because of their excitement, uh, with because of Brett Hole, um, and then you know you have a couple of years ago where five St. Louis guy kids were drafted in the first round of the NHL uh, draft. So. Uh, Brett Hull's done some good things. Now he's back with the Blues. Uh, he's he's my uh, I, I was I I was a, still relatively young and stupid when he left St. Louis to go play for the Stars. Um, but I'm glad he's back with with the organization. Um, he, he's my he's my favorite. Uh, what say you, Nate? Because this is going to be a short one because Hoss doesn't have a hockey. <laughs> well, I'll try this. Uh, Yevgeny. Lada Mirovich Malkin. Uh, okay. The, he, you know, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, the only reason why is because I played uh, 
I still own a uh, NHL video game. He was my favorite player on that. That's it. <laughs> and and uh, I got no, I got no. I mean, maybe I should like Wayne Gretzky. I don't know. Um, I wish hockey is another sport like volleyball to me. You know, I just don't know enough. That, and I wish it was on TV that I have more often. You know, so I can get into a team. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. And for the Nebraska ties, there's actually a. Uh, uh, Stanley Cup champion who's born in Omaha. He played for the Penguins last year, and his name is Jake uh, Gensel, Gunsel, G-U-E-N-T-Z-E-L. Uh, he was born in Omaha. I don't know how long they lived in Omaha, uh, but he was on the 2017 Stanley Cup championship uh, Penguin squad, so that's why I went there. Uh, boxing, not a whole lot to say here. Muhammad Ali, what say you, Nate? Uh, James Braddock. Um, I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, no, I don't follow boxing, really. Nope. Uh, no. Wait. Well, I thought maybe Haas might have heard of him. Seems like a Haas those, type uh, of boxer. Well, those uh, heavyweight boxers from 30s or 40s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah, he boxed in the uh, around the Great Depression. and Oh, the Cinderella Man, right? Yep, that, that's going to be brought up a little bit later. So, yeah, Perfect. so that's... He's my favorite. I just, the movie. I just love the movie, and I've watched some of his boxing on uh, YouTube. And um, the story is—it's a great story. So that's kind of, um, you know, who I'd go with. Hoss, you got a favorite boxer? You know what? I'm just gonna throw one out there, Mike Tyson. There we go. <laughs> Uh, I remember being seven years old, and I remember exactly where I was hearing about uh, Mike Tyson biting off of Vander Holyfield's ear. I was more concerned with trying to figure out what a pay-per-view was. That really confused me. <laughs> <laughs> the thing like piece of paper view. Pay-per-view, yeah. It's that paper that you view. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that's fine. The, the Nebraska Ties boxer is going to be Bud Crawford. Uh, he's 32 and 0, 23 of those wins have come by knockout and, uh, and he's an Omaha boy. So, um, this is going to be a fun one because you could take this next one a couple of different ways. So I'm excited to hear, uh, the answers, but wrestling, I went with the undertaker. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to try to defend that and just being goofy. Um, Nate, do you have a favorite wrestler? And by golly, it could be pro or amateur. <laughs> Actually, I have The Undertaker. Nice. Awesome. Um, just because I think he looks kind of scary and intimidating. And I'm not really into pro wrestling. I I went to a uh, – um, when I was in Washington, D.C., we all went to uh, WW, I think it was WWF at the time. And that's when I think – Donald Trump got thrown onto a table. I think, I'm think i sure you've seen on like, YouTube, but um, I was at that one. And it was fun, but no, I, I don't. That's about as much as I've gotten into WWF or E. Haas, which way are you going to take this one, buddy? Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, Personal hero of mine right there. Uh, Not it, really, but, you know. I mean, he could wrestling. be. I mean... 
All you got to do is be a, a jet flying, limousine riding, wheeling, dealing, kiss dealing, son of a gun. That's the plan. All right. It, it's a it's it's a work in progress, right? Yep, work in progress is right. So in what? in that same vein, uh, here's a fun little tidbit of trivia I found. Uh, the Stinger, Steve Borden, uh, Sting is was born in Omaha back in 1959 or something like that. Uh, so with the Nebraska ties, I went with Sting or Jordan Burroughs, who's you know a world class world champion wrestler uh, of the real style the shoot style so um that's that cycling i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna have any pretense i didn't have one i i there there's not enough uh cyclers out there who you know I mean like i can name one or two but um who's to say if they're clean or not so i just skipped on cycling yeah I, i'm lost The only one I know of is Lance Armstrong, and I'm not going to pick him. So I went with the uh, local Lincolnites who bike all throughout Lincoln. So that's all I got. And there you go, because on the all-Nebraska ties uh, side, I had the organizers of the Tour de Nebraska. Uh, you know, the, the people who put that together. That's been going on for a number of years now. Google Tour de Nebraska for more if you like to ride a bicycle. Uh, and then the end of this list is tennis. Uh, my personal favorite, going back a few years, is Pete Sampras. Um, yeah, he, was, he was just you know fun to watch if if, if you knew anything about tennis, and I don't. Um, so it's just you know he was the name that that was the hot name, you know when I was impressionable, I guess. Nate, uh, I picked Andy Roddick. Okay, <laughs> just because. I think what did he do? What he spent what six months when he was born in Nebraska or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but I don't really follow tennis. Follow tennis very much. John McEnroe. There you go. That's a controversial pick. <laughs> no, <laughs> pretty much the only one I knew. Um, and, and the Nebraska ties one was Andy Roddick as well. Um, so that was a good time, good round robin. I think the next next uh, list is going to be better the movies with uh you know our favorite movies based on various sports i've got to pull the list up again because i didn't save that list um so i'm going to the slack chat room of fame and here we go favorite movies of each sport don't have to give a whole lot of uh, explanation on these if we just want to hit them quick uh, i will i'll throw out the sport and then uh nate if you want to uh, just list your movie, and then Haas, and then I'll give mine, and then we'll move on. Sound good? All right. Yep. All right. Football. Uh, remember the Titans. Varsity Blues. Rudy. Yeah, don't hate. It's my favorite movie of all time. No counting for taste. <laughs> you, you you knew that. That was not a surprise to you, Haas. You know that one. No. No, it's, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, basketball. He got game. Blue chips. Hoosiers. And th- what I like about football is, I mean, we could have done, like, what's your favorite high school football movie? What's your favorite college football movie? What's your favorite, you know, pro football movie? Because, I mean, you could have Varsity Blues, uh, Rudy, or We Are Marshall, or the program, and then the replacements. I mean, there's so many options. That's what's great about it. You could have the Sandlot, for, or not the Sandlot, uh, um, Little Giant. 
Yeah, Little Giants for crying out loud. Oh, man. Um, I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Icebox, don't play with girls. Um, anyway, uh, so we're through football and basketball. Uh, what about baseball, Nate? Uh, I said Moneyball, but uh, the Sandlot will always have a place in my heart. Uh, Moneyball. Um, I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, let's just go with Moneyball. Interesting. I, you know, I could go Sandlot. Um, I, I'd really like to say even like Field of Dreams. Um, but and and Nate, I think you'll appreciate this one. Rookie of the Year, I think would take would take the top one for me. Um, reason being, uh, when I was a kid, when, when, and rookie of the year was out in theaters, my grandpa took me to see that movie, uh, one, you know, summer night and, you know, like he and I went to see that movie and my grandma took my sister to see, you know, like a a more girlsy movie or something like that. So rookie of the year is probably just for sentimental reasons, but, uh, major league is also up there. And like I said, uh, the, the best by, by, I don't care who you are and, and, this is open to debate, but you know I, I, I certainly welcome comments on this uh, in, in the comment section. But I think the best monologue belongs to James Earl Jones in uh, at, at the end of Field of Dreams. That's just my opinion. If you want to comment yeah. on that, please do. Uh, I, 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 that's, I have a list of movies because I was going to write an article at some point of sports movies I have to see, and one of them was Field of Dreams, and I finally got to watch it probably less than six months ago, and I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Wait, um, like for your first showing ever? I've never seen it, and there's a lot of movies, Did, sport, oh, sports movies I've never seen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out. That little town of 300 people that you talked about at the top of the show, it had yep. cable, right? Oh, yep, we do. We have running water. <laughs> okay. Um, Indoor and plumbing, cable. And <laughs> we have the internet, even though I don't have it at home. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, we have direct TV. And, but, yeah, I just haven't had a chance. All right. I'm not judging. I, I'm raising an <laughs> eyebrow, but I'm not judging. Uh, I don't think I'd last too long against a lawyer anyway. Um, all right, so football, baseball, basketball are out. What about hockey, Nate? Oh, easily. is miracle. I think it's, I think it's the best, my favorite sports movie i've ever seen miracle as well for me miracle's good and again this is completely subjective i don't want to you know what i'm not going to be like hoss you can at me at the hooch 36 but i'm gonna say mighty ducks too and i'm gonna drop the mic (laughs) (laughs) Um, different strokes for different folks i you know what and i think i've told the story on the show before when i was in seventh grade i was sick uh, and, and I didn't miss many days, you know, at school, but I was sick and, and mom went up to the video store while I was at home sick and, and she brought me back the mask, the Jim Carrey movie and, uh, Mighty Ducks 2 on VHS. So kids back before there were discs that had your entertainment on them, there were these tapes, these big black tapes and they had, you know, reels of tape inside and you put these in a thing called a VCR and it played your tape and you couldn't bounce around chapter to chapter you had to use the fast forward button or the rewind button uh to get where you wanted to go but uh i I was explaining vcrs to people uh, which is crazy because most of the people who listen to the show are probably old um but anyway uh yeah so again uh i i was sick and the mighty ducks part two made me feel better um moving on to boxing 
This is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I have two of them. Um, but I'd say my number one A is Cinderella Man. Um, like I referenced earlier. And I just think it's, uh, it's a great movie, I think. But uh, the second would be The Fighter. And that came out more recently. I saw that in the movie theater twice. And you now I... Uh, oh, what's his name? The actor oh. uh, Christian Bale Christian plays Bale, yeah. the hero, yeah, the heroin addicted brother, and uh, it, it's just really good. And, like they filmed the uh, the fight scenes, the boxing scenes with the old HBO cameras, and so it looked like it did. You know, back when everyone watched all the boxing on HBO, and I love that movie. I love both those movies. So that's uh, so I kind of have a tie. The uh, the interesting thing about Christian Bale in that movie is that was right in the middle of the Dark Knight trilogy, and so he he was you know really muscular and buff for the you know to play Batman, but just went on a crazy like I don't want to say body modification, but like a crazy you know diet to become you know this heroin addicted looking individual for the fighter. So uh, really, you know, t- I mean they, they say you know that that's not the best stuff to do to your body um but you know he he did it and you know other guys have done it too and found success so well he's he's done before you should watch i've never seen it i've watched the beginning i couldn't finish it is the machinist i i've yeah and that i he lost uh, he looks like he's he literally starved himself and i'm like that can't be good All right, uh, Hoss got a, a boxing movie? Yeah, Southpaw, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Forrest Whitaker. Interesting. I'm not, yep. I've not seen that one, uh, but, you know, I like both I of those. I recommend it. I really, I, it's good. It's uh, typical, in typical boxing movie fashion, you know, goes through the entire gambit, but it's it's a damn good movie. I will go with one that's more. I don't. Know, I don't know if main, mainstream is not the right word, but anyway, it's it's more, you know, cliche. Uh, uh, Rocky Four. You know, I mean, it's uh, USA USSR. If I could change, and you can change, and we all can change. Uh, you know, it's it's. Dare I say, it's Stallone at his finest, um, which you know. Take take that you know with a grain of salt, I suppose. Um, but anyway, I just that that of that narrowly edges out Rocky one for me, um, and you know I really wanted the opportunity to see Creed. Like I had uh, hopes to watch Creed last night, but it's not on Amazon Prime anymore, at least not for free. Um, and three ninety nine on you know I've heard amazing things about it. But I, I wasn't going to spend four bucks to watch it just for the sake of this podcast. So I do want to see Creed. I, I heard that it's fantastic. Um, and obviously the, the director, writer, director of that uh, went on to make Black Panther. So he's doing some good things, Ryan Coogler. Um, but anyway, check out Creed if, if you haven't. You know, it was some people's you know top ten pictures of 2016. So um, let's move on to uh, golf. Nate, you got a favorite golf movie? Um, I went with The Legend of Bagger Vance 
it's not really like a oh I love the movie. It's just as far as golf movies go, it's probably my favorite. I'm not you know I haven't seen Tin Cup. I'm sure people are gonna think that or maybe a cup or or uh, Caddyshack. I have not seen Caddyshack, which um, Jesus, sounds you know like I don't. Like I said, I'm from a small town. We don't have electricity, but uh, <laughs> I have not seen Caddyshack. But I'll go with Legend of Bagger Vance. Wait a minute. If you haven't seen Caddyshack, have you seen Happy Gilmore? Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I have never golfed a day in my life. <laughs> I've gone to the driving range. That's it. But I love the movie Tin Cup. That is a great movie, so it was a natural fit for the golf uh And, and Tin Cup's good. I really like Happy Gilmore, uh, and and The Legend of Bagger Vance is, is really entertaining. But are, are you all familiar with the greatest game ever played, two thousand five? I I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's a, a young and before he was reprehensible Shia LaBeouf, uh, and he's you know I mean he's a caddy, uh, and and I don't know if it's the the PGA Championship or, or I mean it's based on a true story. Um, and he's, uh, you know, like a caddy at this town's, you know, country club, but he's not allowed to play there, but he knows the layout of the entire thing. And he, you know, does this little amateur tournament to have a shot to play in the, uh, you know, in, in the championship, the big tour that's coming in. And he's playing with some of, you know, playing against some of Britain's greats, you know, like guys that he, he grew up idolizing, things like that. So, um, Worth it's worth a shot. I mean, it's worth a view. Um, I think you can watch it on, I don't know, Netflix or something like that. Greatest game ever played. I mean, it's it's set in, you know, like when 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 the golf sticks were still made out of wood. Uh, anyway, um, so that's that's that. Check that out. Uh, Happy Gilmore, Caddyshack are also you know classics as well. Uh, NASCAR, we go. Uh, there are so few NASCAR based movies out there. Uh, but do you have one, Nate? Um, I, the only one I know of actually is um, Days of Thunder. But uh, so I kind of expanded it a little bit. Um, if it went to any like car movie, I guess you would say, I said Gone in sixty seconds because that was kind of a nostalgia type of thing. I don't know if it's that great of a movie, but um, but if it had to be professional racing, then I. I think a year or so ago, I, I watched Rush, but that's more of an indie car racing movie. But it was pretty good. That was with uh, Chris Hemsworth, wasn't it? Yep. Okay. Yes. I, vaguely familiar with it. Haas, uh, anything in the automotive sports, motorsports uh, arena that tickles your fancy? Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. And I, I saw great movie. And I, and I saw Talladega Nights popping up on a lot of people's lists. Um, no disrespect to uh, Ricky Bobby or or Will Ferrell, you know, who obviously plays the character. I, Will Ferrell, when he tries too hard to be funny, is to me just a little insufferable. So I couldn't, I couldn't, in good conscience, uh, you know, put that one down. And I've never actually seen Days of Thunder, so uh, I don't. I guess I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't really have a NASCAR movie. Uh, however, martial arts movie is a different story. What do you got, Nate? Okay, I had a. A movie that really took me by surprise um, was Warrior. Um, 
And I don't think a lot of people know about it. Uh, maybe you guys do, but um, it's about um, two brothers. One just came back from a tour in, I think, Iraq or Afghanistan. And the other brother is a teacher who needs money, and they both enter a tournament that, um, you know, and the winner gets – it's a, it's a uh, like a UFC type of tournament, and the winner gets, you know, so much money. And so I don't want to say much more than that, but I was really, really surprised – how good it was. So I'll go with Warrior. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy was in that and uh, Joel Edgerton. Uh, yes. Yeah, that and that's 2011. Uh, I saw the movie, fantastic movie, like you said, Brothers, who, uh, you know, it's it's seven years old, so I don't mind giving a spoiler here or there. Um, but, yeah, two, two brothers who end up fighting each other at some point, um, you know, in, in this tournament, uh, you know, and it's like, they don't really want to beat the shit out of each other, but you know they're trying to you know better their own situations type of thing, and and they do it out of respect and not out of a uh, uh, you know anger. So uh, good good pull there from Warrior. I didn't see that one coming. What about you, Haas? You know, I I racked my brain for a martial arts movie and I couldn't come up with one. But and I'm not gonna piggyback off Nate's with Warrior, but I will say I have seen that and it is a good movie. Now. Something like Karate Kid didn't cross your brain? Nah, I no no offense, guys, but I'm just a, on the on the younger <laughs> side of uh, that generation that you know Karate Kid is popular with. All right, well, I'm gonna go. I, I'm not even gonna go Karate Kid. I'm going uh, Jean Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. Oh, I okay. Uh, you know how you know, Facebook has this, you know, you know that on the on this day feature where you know they show you posts from years past, and apparently several years ago I made a post on Facebook that said, uh, "You're not a man if you've never seen Bloodsport." Uh, <laughs> of the three of us here, who who can you know show of hands who has seen Bloodsport? I have seen it. Everybody here? No, no, I have not. Oh. Seen. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Nate. We're gonna have to revoke your card. Uh, no, it's it's based on you know again on a true story, uh, which is funny because Jean Claude Van Damme is is Belgian, I, I believe, uh, by nature, but he's playing an American uh, who is going to I don't know Taiwan, no Hong Kong, uh, in a uh, martial arts tournament. Where I mean, theoretically, you could die, and and I think in in the course of the movie, uh, someone does you know die one of the characters. But uh, uh, Frank Dukes is is the guy's name. I mean, you get gratuitous shots of Jean Claude Van Damme uh, doing the splits. It's it's amazing. Um, but you know, at one point in the climactic battle, uh, Van Damme's character is is blinded. You know, a little little crumbled salt in the eye from his from the major heel you know that, that he's going against and he's got to you know like take a time out and you know kind of find his way on on the fighting mat again before he ends up winning it's it's amazing it, i encourage everybody to watch bloodsport 1988 um just damn good cinema it's only an hour and a half of your time nate what are you waiting for well you know if it's on you if it's on Direct TV, a channel like that, or you know, like TNT or something like that, will let me know, and I'll watch it. I so, oh, I will let you know. 
So, so I'm wondering, would Mortal Kombat apply? Yes. Have you guys seen those? Or that one movie? The yeah. first one? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's martial arts, yeah. Yeah. I just thought of that. It, it doesn't um, have to be reality-based. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> like, for... Well, Haas, have you seen Mortal Kombat, or is that too out of your age zone? Play the video <laughs> game, but uh, have not seen it. Oh, right. you have to see it. <laughs> so so here, here's one in that same vein, and it, it cycles back to uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Street Fighter. Did you ever see the Street Fighter uh, movie? I, have not, I played that video game, but I had never seen the movie. Never seen it. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, you have to watch it just based on how horrible it is. It's not good. I mean, it, it was it was cool to me as like a thirteen year old or however you know old I was when it came out because it's like, oh, it's the video game. It's on the big screen. It's not good. Thirty uh, five year old me would not appreciate uh, this movie at all. So, um, but yeah, it's in that same vein. It, it would it would count. Uh, so let's move on. Then our final one is going to be wrestling. So again, I'm interested to see, you know, hear your, your gentleman's takes on, on where, where this one might, uh, might take you. The only one I can think of, and maybe I, I haven't seen enough, but the only one I could think of was the wrestler. And that came out. Yeah. I want to say five or six years ago, you know, time is moving a little fast. Now I get older, but, I think it might have been up for a Best Picture um, Oscar nomination. Yeah, yeah, hard to believe that was 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I say six? Did I say six? Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and um, Mickey Rourke was old then. I can't imagine what he looks like now. Uh, <laughs> like, that can't be 10 years ago, was it? Yeah, 2008. Oh, my uh, and I remember it was around WrestleMania season. So, I mean, it, it would have been, you know, by June of 2008, it would have been out of theaters already because they were, they were hyping it and, and doing all the promotion stuff around WrestleMania uh, it, of that year, which is usually first weekend of uh, April. So, uh, yeah, I mean, critically acclaimed, fantastic movie. Um, and, you know, all too true for, you know, some of – some of those guys who who had a taste of the big time and and their uh, their spotlight faded fast, um, but it's, it's a good movie, really really uh, great, you know, really accurate portrayal, you know, to to a point. I mean, uh, you know, I just you know a, a fun movie of an aged uh, you know wrestler who needs pain pills to get through the day, you know. So, um, what about you, Hoss? Mine's the wrestler as well. Great movie. And and nobody said Ready to Rumble. That happened a decade earlier, or almost a decade earlier, starred David Arquette. No, oh, God. I, I don't even know if I know about that movie. Yeah, I think that would have been 2000, 2001, something like that. Um, I, of, of all the goofy nonsense that, that I talk about here, I'm actually going a different way. I'm actually going away from pro wrestling for my movie, uh picks and and for wrestling uh fox catcher yes which was a a fantastic movie. i mean it was um you know had mark ruffalo steve carell and uh um, channing tatum in it uh again based on real life about you know a guy who owned a training facility and you know had the u.s uh men's wrestling team from you know late 70s early 80s something like that or, or, or mid 80s 
uh, training there to prepare for the Olympics, and he comes in one into the practice room, and you know towards the end he's frustrated, and he shoots uh, one of the guys, and, and you know real promising, you know gold medal contender type of of talent. He he shoots him uh, and, and kills him right there. The other one is a uh, a, a WWE films uh, production, and it stars uh, John Cena. And it's from 2010, and it's called Legendary. Um, it's uh, about a, a guy who uh, teaches his younger brother, who's kind of nerdy, uh, you know, to uh, you know how to wrestle. And he was a college wrestling legend. Then he ran into some trouble with the law, so he teaches his younger brother. And you know, in kind of family, what's the word like family drama type of way. At the end, everybody comes together and. And you know some good lessons are taught in the movie, so uh, don't sleep on it. Uh, legendary it is surprisingly it, it good, and it's again amateur wrestling, high school wrestling type of thing. So, um, yeah, that I would I would recommend Legendary. It, it was an enjoyable picture. I've never heard of either of those, <laughs> and I actually consider myself like a not a movie buff, but like a. I watch a lot of movies, and that, most people who are going to listen to this probably think I haven't watched any <laughs> since I haven't seen Tin Cup and uh, Kayashak and all that, but, man, at least I've heard of those. We're going to have to get you some power to your little town there, man. I mean, <laughs> to, to forget the park. We need some power, some electricity, and maybe some oh, yep. indoor plumbing. Um, but, no, I, I kid. Uh, I'll t- Plumbing first. Yeah, plumbing first. <laughs> Probably smart. Um, that's, this show has gone a little longer than, than these cross-examinations have gone, but that's all right. We had some fun, especially on the back end with the list and everything. And, everybody, we uh, appreciate you sticking through. If you, if you made it this long, you're a, you're a champ, by God. Uh, Nate, where can people find you on social media? Well, I'm on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me, I – tweet a lot about basketball so um some uh i'm also a high school basketball coach um assistant but uh but it's at n m sorry n McHugh 85 and my last name is spelled m c h u g h and that's about it we will throw that up and we'll make sure that that is on the post as well so that people can find nate on social media and uh, of course you can find hoss at hoss reuter but don't add him uh, because, you know, especially if you have a contrarian opinion to him, he doesn't want to hear it. Um, I don't mind the the contrary uh, opinions. So at me all day long at the Hooch thirty six. You can follow Hoss at Hoss Reuter R E U T E R. Hoss, you doing well, buddy? How's your sober Wednesday holding up? Not bad. Um, you know, it's gonna be a bright early morning at the gym tomorrow morning, so the payoff will be nice. Yeah, it's going to be a bright early morning getting me and my son up out of bed and off to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. But I'm going to do it with the help of these uh, two longboard loggers that I've had. They were delicious. And, Nate, I trust your bush light was as disappointing as ever. It's probably the best one I've had in a long time. <laughs> uh, it's all that counts. Oh, uh, you know, we, I, I've, 
wanted to mention this at the top of the show, but I didn't be, because Haas isn't drinking. We all know that Haas loves his Coors Banquet, and we're waiting for Coors Banquet to uh, sponsor the show. But since I rag are. on him all the time, I know it's never going to happen. But I believe that our fearless leader, John Johnston, said in the Slack chat room that he actually bought some Coors Banquet. And I was at the store over the weekend getting groceries, and I saw a, a very reasonably priced six-pack of Coors Banquet uh, that was you know, just a shade under a dollar a bottle, and I passed on it, but John didn't. I wonder if, if this epidemic, this pandemic, if you will, uh, is going to affect me and where I'll actually be weak enough to uh, buy a six-pack of Coors Banquet. I don't know. Um, Haas, what, what's I'm the... Trying to conv- I'm just trying to convert people on one stubby bottle at a time. And, and you know, <laughs> I have it, it, when we all get together, it'll happen someday. We will all converge on Lincoln for a coronation uh, grand meetup. We'll have two nights of drinking. One night will be spent at, at uh, Blue Blood Brewing Company with Ty, and the other will be spent at uh, uh, Jimmy John. No, that's a, that's probably you know, a trademarked name. Uh, Billy Bob's uh, Bar and Tavern, and we're going to be drinking Coors Banquets all night long and i don't know which night's going to be worse but they'll they'll both be fun because i know i'll be hanging out with my coordination friends and family so um that is it for this episode of uh the five heart podcast and the coordination crossover or not crossover cross examination maybe i have had enough uh, uh long board uh loggers nate you know how we finish each episode so are you are you prepared yep all right as we do, I will. I'll start. Nate will interject in the middle, and Haas, you're going to take us home. All righty. All right. For myself, Greg Mahachko, for my co-host Haas Reuter, and for our guest from Coronation this week, Nate McHugh. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you share this episode on social media. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast service, be it uh, the ones that I know about that we're on for sure, which are Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast. Uh, find us, and if we're not on your so, or your favorite podcast app, let me know, and we'll, we'll try to accommodate that as well. You can find us at coronation.com, jitterymonkey.com, and we are here to remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Win the damn offseason. Go Big Red. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Rewind. Nate. Nate. Is that not the right way? No, I, it's <laughs> my part. And then you say Go Big Red, and then Haas says win the damn offseason. Oh. Season. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I tried. Okay, so I say Go Big Red? Okay. Yeah. All right. From the top, <laughs> reminding you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Nate? Go Big Red. Win the damn offseason. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.